The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Bucks and Rams. Rams getting one and a half points. I'm fascinated by this game, RJ. The Bucks look like world beaters. Sean McVay's got a shiny new toy in Matthew Stafford. I think this is going to be the game of the week. Yeah, um, certainly the game before the primetime games. This might be the best week of primetime games, not counting Thursday night football. Uh, there's a nod to your San Francisco 49ers. But um, this this game took a turn on Wednesday because Antonio Brown tested positive for COVID-19. Adam Schefter suggests that it's unlikely that he'll play. Uh, Adam did intimate that Antonio Brown is vaccinated. I haven't seen anybody confirm that, but that was, uh, again, the intimation. And if that is indeed the case, Antonio can return if he has negative tests that are 24 hours apart. But considering that you and I are talking on Thursday, it's starting to be a situation where he's running out of time. This is maybe the two, at the time, most exciting offenses in the NFC, arguably in the NFL, at least at at this particular moment in time. I'll do respect to the Chiefs. Um, But this is, I don't want to be dramatic, and I said this on on the daily kickoff, this could decide who gets the first round by in the NFC. I mean, it really could be that big of a game when it's all said and done. Are you willing to say that the winner of this game is the number one seed in the NFC? I mean, I'm willing to say that right now, um, obviously. And nobody nobody will have the patience to come back and listen to this in week 17 or 18. <laughs> That's so, true. I mean, I'm totally fine saying that. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, I know we're only two weeks in. I saw there's a great, uh, great account um, – in Cowboys Twitter called Cowboys Stats and Graphics that's really self-deprecating. Uh, does a great job, though, kind of educating people with with deeper level analysis. And uh, it was, it was kind of calming down people and said, guys, the sample size is literally about to grow by 50%. You know, like, that, <laughs> like that, that's where we're at. Uh, but, um, but, you know, acknowledging the really small sample size, who is the team in the NFC that could challenge them? You know, for, for that particular thing, I think the Cowboys are a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be the top seed. I mean, I think right now the only one you can throw out confidently or the only two maybe um, are the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they are they've shown flashes of an elite offense so far. And because they've done it, the Green Bay Packers, although uh, certainly what? What? Hold on. Hold on. I'm just saying, you know, off of precedence, you know, I don't want to give them that due. And believe me, I don't. And by the way, stats, I know you're not a golf fan. This weekend is also the Ryder Cup, uh, which is golf's greatest event. And the European team came out to Whistling Straits' golf course on Wednesday sporting gear that was Green Bay Packers themed. And this this tournament's taking place in Kohler, Wisconsin. So, you know, peel into the crowd. But, you know, all the more reason to dislike the Europeans and the Packers that they're now <laughs> interlinked together. I don't want to get too far off the rails here. But you left off a team in the NFC that could challenge both of these teams. And you know who I'm going to say. The Carolina Panthers on Thursday Night Football. That's right. Uh, no. Not quite. The San Francisco 49ers, who, by the Uh, way, own Sean McVay and the Rams, mm. haven't lost to the Rams in two years, and have looked every bit as good as they were in 2019 when they made the Super Bowl. So I'm just throwing that out there. I know this conversation is about the Bucs and the Rams, but I'll say, look, stats, the 49ers, if they – look, if Trey Lance is their quarterback, I'm totally with you. And at least I think I'm with you. We need to see him. But they are so trapped by Jimmy Garoppolo. I just can't. I can't put them in that conversation with Jimmy Garoppolo. It has nothing to do with the rest of the team, with Kyle Shanahan. I know I've trolled you a thousand times with that. <laughs> he, he he is their glass ceiling. I mean, oh. he, he really is. 
Okay, I agree with you. We'll get to them later. They're going to come up later. But with this game, I know you mentioned the sample size, but I just want to point out, I know the Bucks are a wrecking crew. They're scoring almost 40 points a game, but they're also allowing 27 points a game. The Rams are only allowing 19 points a game. So I think this is going to be a fascinating matchup. Can Aaron Donald and that Rams defense get pressure on Tom Brady? I'm kind of interested to see what happens with Brady because last year we saw he was extremely pressure-averse uh, and I think part of that was because his knee was banged up, too, so he was not trying to take hits. The knee is now fixed, so I'm interested. Does he hang in there a little more than we saw last year? Or is he still, you know, he's just willing to chuck it, throw it away, and move on to the next play? But that's going to be a huge factor for me in this one is how much the Rams' defense can bother Brady. To me, this also, I agree with everything you said. This is a, a classic Bulbasaur Venusaur game where you look at kind of the beginning version of something and what they are in their most evolved state. And I know everybody thinks that Sean McVay's most evolved state is Bill Belichick. It's not. It's Bruce Arians. Because when Sean McVay's that old, he's still going to be, like, all up in the media. Still, <laughs> you know, like, you know, trying to be charismatic. Like, Sean McVay's not going down the Bill Belichick, you know, uh, archetype path in terms of character and personality. And th these two teams are, like, weirdly intertwined. Jameis Winston had that really big game a few years ago when they went to L.A. and beat the Rams when the Rams were kind of at the height of their powers. Uh, you've got Aaron Donald, as you mentioned. You've got Vita Vea. You've got Ndamukong Sue. It's a Sue revenge game. I mean, you've, you know, this is a really exciting game to be this early in the season. Everybody wants to know, or everybody wants everyone to know, excuse me, that it is Tom Brady's first ever trip to Los Angeles to play an NFL game. Uh, so <laughs> we've, got, we've got that element going on. And one last thing that I have to say here, Stats, I owned up to this on Twitter on Wednesday, and I think you'll disagree, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a couple of platforms, you know, to talk about football. I was wrong, and I'm ready to admit that. The Rams uniforms are nice. I, I hated on them last year. They are nice. I still don't love the the helmet logo or the midfield logo, but the color scheme just pops, man. Like, I love it. It really does look good. What do you do if you're the Rams and you're Jalen Ramsey? Do you put Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans the whole time, and do you just say, we're not letting him beat us, or do you rotate him around? What do you do? I think you do, especially with Antonio Brown potentially not playing in this game. You know what I mean? And – I although I mean you're not going to put Rams on him but man Gronk is such a factor it's it's strange and I know this will upset you uh, I've had this conversation with a few people I think if if we ranked the top three tight ends in the NFL right now like if I had to pick who the top three were specifically I have to take George Kittle out I have to put Rob Gronkowski in right now I mean Gronk is back dude and and that might be the biggest factor for the Bucks on offense he looks fantastic right now. He's got four touchdowns in two games. This is, to me, I'm kind of interested. He didn't have a ton of yards. I think he had less than 40 yards last week. But he's obviously a threat near the end zone. I want to see, like, is this is he going to have one of those crazy Gronk years where he puts up 1,200 yards with 15 touchdowns? Or is it going to look more like last year where he was a red zone threat but not really too much? So I'm willing to say that, like, there's a chance he could be back. And obviously that would be massive for the Buccaneers. Uh, I think Sean McVay is going to go into his bag in this game. I really Ooh. do. I think that he likes being the golden boy, for lack of a better term. He 100%. likes being the boy genius. I think it pisses him off that people sort of think that Belichick figured him out in the Super Bowl and that he hasn't been as effective since then, that he's somehow you know unable to adapt or anything like that. I think he's going to want to come out in this game and say, look, I'm still the boy genius. Look at my shiny new toy in Matthew Stafford. Look how great we are. You know, I'm back and everything's rolling now with the Rams. So I think he's going to go into the bag a little bit and pull out all the stops. 
I 100% agree with you. I mean, and again, you know, the only coach who's probably been more well-received on any NFL films platform like Hard Knocks or All or Nothing is Bruce Arians, right? And so I think that pisses Sean McVay off. Like, he he wants to be the most charismatic. He wants to be the guy who, you know, they do the fancy cover art for. You know, he wants to be that dude. And, you know, Sean McVay, interestingly enough, lives in both worlds. Like, he wants to be regarded as the, like, elite mind that is the older head coaches, like Bill Belichick, like Pete Carroll, you know. I don't think John Harbaugh's old, but, like, the guys who have, you know, been there and done it for a long time. But he also wants to be in the camp of the young, hip guys at the same time, the Cliffs and the, you know, Shanahan's. And, you know, you, you can't be both. You know what I mean? You, 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 that, that makes a really awkward decision for you at the lunch table, you know, Sean. Like, who are you going to go sit with? You know what I mean? Which friends are you prioritizing here? Because one group's going to be pissed off. He's very, very concerned about his image. And one thing that always sticks with me, when I was producing Pro Football Talk, we had Sean McVay live on our set. We were at the owners' meetings. And Sean McVay, when he came on the show, made it a point to shake every single person's hand that was on the set. Me, the rest of the crew, camera people, everybody. He made it a point to do that before he started his interview. You don't do that accidentally you do that for a reason he wants to create this goodwill he wants to be the media guy so i think you're gonna see it i think it's gonna be awesome for us as fans i think it could be you know the over under for the game is 55 i I would take the over to be honest i think this could be like like rams chiefs was back in the day Mm. it's crazy how long ago that was you know like I like to look at time sometimes through this prism. That no, was no, don't do that. that don't okay. do that analogy. I hate that analogy. Listen, it's super long and confusing. The, the don't same, do it. The same distance of time exists no. between that moment and, and our current moment as it did the Broncos winning the Super Bowl and that moment. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I still don't think that's easy to understand Whatever, for stats. people. <laughs> go to the next game. Just go to the go to the next game. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.